You are listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith in life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. Recorded on the Boggy Bayou of Niceville, Florida, and hosted by James Ross and Justin Wyatt, pastors at Church on Bayshore, this podcast dives into how to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. We're so thankful you are tuning in with us today as we continue in our series, Holidaysed, because that's how so many of us feel right now, this time of year. And today I am joined by one of my most favorite people in the whole world. And for those of you who know her, she's probably one of your most favorite people in the world, too. That is the wonderful, incredible, talented, lovely Mrs. Leah Brown. So she's over here laughing. But uh, we are so thankful that uh, she's joined us here today as we continue in our series Holidays. And today, as we continue talking about all the ways that we are weary, uh, today we want to focus specifically on the weariness that comes with grief. And this time of year, especially, grief is a constant. Uh, it, it doesn't just go away, but it is certainly heightened uh, this time of year of holidays. As last week, we talked about expectations that we have this season. Certainly, a, a, a grief causes us to realize that a lot of the expectations we've had or have aren't going to be realized. So mm-hmm. Leah's here, and she's going to share uh, some of her story, and I'm excited for you to hear uh, her wisdom, uh, uh, how God has been faithful, um, and and really how God has met her uh, in her grief uh, over the past few years. So, Leah, I'm going to let you share a little bit more of your story uh, right now because uh, people want to hear you, not me. So why don't you just start and tell us a little bit about yourself and your husband, Dennis, how you met and how long you're married, all those great things. Okay. Well, um, Dennis and I met when we were in college. Uh, he was, we didn't go to the same college, but he was serving the um, Baptist church in my hometown as minister of music, but it was not my home church. I just knew many people there because it was a very small town. And um Many people tried to match make because— <laughs> In a church, no. Uh, really, mm-hmm, because he was a minister of music and I was a pianist. And my former piano teacher was quite instrumental in the matchmaking process. <laughs> so we kind of ran from each other at first. But um, then we just became friends and, you know, we'd go get a Coke together and things like that. And then we started dating. And a year later, we were married on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. We were kind of busy in December, (laughs) and so that was the night that worked. We have three children. Our oldest, Monica, is uh, married to Jim, and they live in Pace. And they have two of our grands, Haley and Isaac. And then Melody is our second child, and she's married to a pastor, Brian, and they are serving a church in Georgia. And they have our Uh, Three more of our grands, Carter, Lydia, and Jed. And then our youngest is our son, Matthew, and he and his wife, Randy, live in Pensacola, where he is also in ministry and serves at Liberty Church North Campus. And they have Cadence and Asher. 
our youngest grand. Yeah. Well, great family. So um, you guys were married for how long? Almost 42 years. 42 years. And then you guys lived here in Niceville. You moved here in 1987, That's right? correct. Okay. We did. Fall of 87, yes. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. Dennis served here on staff as one of the pastors, and if you were to list out everything that he did over 30 years, <laughs> it would take the rest of the podcast. So uh, Dennis, uh, of course, was uh, those who knew him, uh, have known him, uh, incredibly influential, not just in this church, but in the community. Yes. And I know uh, you were right there alongside him <laughs> in all of this. And so you guys ministered, were married for 42 years, ministered here in this city together for 30 years, and you continue that ministry and as God continues to work in and through you. But um, all of that changed really suddenly for you uh, when Dennis passed away. So uh, can you just tell us a little bit, we're not going to go into too much detail here, but just a little bit about what happened and how and it was just, it was just sudden. It was sudden. We had been in Pensacola. Um, I had played for a concert that night and um, actually got to play a four hands duet with my granddaughter uh, accompanying a choir and just had a wonderful evening. And uh, we laughed and cut up on the way home and, um, got home and I had had many, many music events leading up to that day and I was exhausted and he said to me, you must be exhausted. Why don't you go on to bed? I'm going to relax in here for a little bit. And I woke up at 2.30 and he was not in the bed with me. And when I went to check on him, I found him unconscious. And um, he had had a massive brain bleed and uh, never, ever regained any consciousness was never where I believe he was gone the minute I found him, but his um, heart had not stopped yet. So that kind of gave us two or three days to say goodbye, mm-hmm. to bring the children here, to bring his siblings here and just say goodbye. Yeah. So, uh, and I truly am thankful for those two or three days mm-hmm. of time just to will plead with God at first to just save mm-hmm. him and just perform a miracle and truly believed that that could happen, but also knowing that whatever God's will was, was what we were going to, we were going to face and be okay with. Yeah. And, and that's hard because you, you trust the Lord and you know, he can do anything. And, and, and God tells us to just tell us, tell him and tell him what, what's on your heart. And so, and that is, that's, it's just so hard to walk through those moments where you know God can do anything and you want him to do something, but also to be in this place of trust. You're like, okay, God, mm-hmm. like, I know, mm-hmm. I know you and right. I know your heart. Right. Um, and, and so this was incredibly sudden for you. And there's a, and I think, you know, in all types of, there's different types of grief. And certainly today, as we talk, we're, we're talking specifically one person's grief and uh, all circumstances are different. And so grief True. is different mm-hmm. because circumstances are different. And there's a, a, a grief that we have a long suffering grief where we, we know maybe someone's ill for a while and we have time to prepare. And mm-hmm. so sometimes they're passing away is since this is a relief and we've had time to pre-grieve things, sure. but mm-hmm. that was certainly not the case for you. No, yeah. was not. I mean, you guys were thinking, how much longer till we retire? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how are we going to enjoy our grandkids? <laughs> right. you know, where mm-hmm. are we going to go on vacation? What trip are we taking next? Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, certainly, uh, this was not on the radar at all. 
no. for you, for your family, for the church, for the community. And so it was shocking. And so the shock in and of itself takes time. Yes. And then yet alone for the reality to set in. So mm-hmm. today I just asked Leah to share specifically just about grief, specific to the context of the holidays. Grief never leaves. True. You know, God works in our grief at different seasons and over time. But I want you to share just specifically um, about grief. What do you, maybe others that you've shared with who've ex- who are ex- who've experienced similar grief, mm-hmm. um, what do you wish other people knew about grief? Hmm. <laughs> and this could be a long one, but go for it. <laughs> well, one thing is that what you just said. Grief does not leave us. It does not go away. We can have the happiest of moments and have the most joyous occasion, but there's that little cloud above that's always with you because your soulmate is not with you. And so that grief lingers all, all around you. And... Um, and sometimes you can embrace it and it's okay. And sometimes it will just stop you in your tracks and it just so it doesn't go away. I think when people say things like, um, uh, you know, well, it's been so and so and so and so, you're like, well, yeah, it, it has, but he's not coming back. You know, it's not going to be like, okay, well, I've got another year and then he'll be back, which is one of the hardest things because to me, I still feel married. I still feel like Dennis is on an extended trip, and mm-hmm. at some point in time, he will return, which, no, I will return to where he is, <laughs> yeah. but he will not mm-hmm. return to me. So that's very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I actually answered your question, but... <laughs> yeah, keep going. Yeah. So explain what you said, how you could just be having this a great moment. Like you're in the moment, something wonderful is happening, happening, and all of a sudden it hits you. Uh, why? How? Well, okay. How do you respond? <laughs> well, I, I tell you, even even alone sometimes, um, I, I love the Hallmark Channel. I know people think that's the <laughs> sappiest thing in the world, but, you know, they have happy endings, and I like a happy <laughs> ending. <right. laughs> so, um, but the other day, I was, I, it wasn't even the, it was just a, a man said, hey, to this girl. She was turning to walk away, and he said, hey. Well, at that moment, I heard Dennis say, hey, you look really pretty today. Or, hey, we really had a good time tonight, didn't we? Or, hey, I'm so glad you're here with me. Just because he would say, hey. And then, well, I just burst into tears. <laughs> you know, I just burst into tears, wow. and I thought, wow, I missed that hey and whatever followed it. And then— the other day, I was watching a K jewelry commercial, and um, they were showing all these diamonds. And the man said, uh, "And when we've been married fifty years, I want to ask you to marry me again." And I again just cried and cried because I thought that sounded so like something Dennis would have said. And I don't know. We had Dennis and I adored each other. We loved being together. Uh, the last uh, several years of his life, we actually worked here together all day, every day. And um, so we were not apart very often. And uh, we would, if he had to run do hospital visits, or if I had to run some, somewhere across the bridge, we would just go with each other. And uh, we traveled a lot together with families living out of town when his mom was sick or when my parents were sick. We would we would spend our weekend, which was actually Friday to Saturday, we would spend our weekends 
running to see them, to check on them. And so we were together a lot. And when he was gone, it was just a huge void. So many things will just stop you in your tracks. Yeah. I think like with grief too, it's you're not just grieving what you've lost in the past, like the memories, but you're grieving the future too, you know? That is the hardest part of grief for me, Mm -hmm. is you're grieving the future. I love seeing my friends travel and go places and do fun things together. And I love that they share that. But there's also mm-hmm. that little ping of like a of stab of, yeah. but I don't have that. And I one of the worst things I think someone could say to me as a grieving person, and I don't know if this is true for other people, but for me it was, was when people would come to me and say, well, at least you have your children and your grandchildren. Well, I love my children, and I love my grandchildren. I love, you, you emphasize love a little more with grandchildren. A little more, yes, a little <laughs> I more. I think that's universal. It is universal, yes. You'll get there one day, Justin. <laughs> but Dennis was my future. Mm-hmm. He was the person that tomorrow I was going to do something with, and yeah. next week I was going to do something with, and next month, and next year, and five years from now, and ten years from now. we Our plan— was to grow old together, and he would say over and over and over, I hope we just die in bed tonight uh, together holding hands. You know, and I thought, how wonderful. Just Just be together and hold hands and enjoy each other. We don't have that. Your future is gone. You unload your groceries. You uh, go take out the trash. You make sure the alarm is set at night. You deal with all the people that call you about car insurance or all these things that you don't want to deal with. It's all you, but it's not that it's not that it's a burden that you've been having to do these things. It was the person that you wanted to share them with and you wanted to do these things with is no longer there. Yeah. So And you you just you miss that. You know, I think, you, you know, do. from our you know, from a child's perspective, you know, when Christy's dad passed away, I was grieving all of the things that I was like, well, I still wanted to ask him about this. And now, you know, your kids, and I'm going to get emotional. Yeah, I, yeah, I was planning on you being emotional. <laughs> it's going to be me. <laughs> We're not done yet. <laughs> That's right. But I, uh, you know, I just grieved like, oh, I would ask him about this. Or, man, I was looking forward to, to seeing my kids do yes. this. And I know that your yes. kids, I know, feel the same way. And, and, and then as a mom, you, you missed that too. Yes. Because you're like, oh, I just so wanted this and so you're you're just you're grieving i'm this is not going to be reality for right. me and you know and i think at some point and maybe you can speak to this at some point you do have to decide like you grieve that and that's grief is a healthy emotion yes it's the grief isn't a bad thing i mean it's it's bad because we have to experience mm-hmm. it and because of our fallen world but grief is a healthy emotion um, but you're you're grieving because you want you wanted it for yourself and you want this for other people too. Yes. You know, and as yes. a mom, you've you've got your adult kids and you've got your grandkids, and so you're trying to deal with your grief, and you know that your family's just hurting so badly too. Yes. Yes. And how do how do you deal with that? <laughs> well, some days you don't. <laughs> that's that's a great answer. <laughs> but. Um, 
I try to to remind my children and my grandchildren often of, oh, your dad would have so-and-so, and your dad would have this, and your poppy would have this, and your poppy would have that. And I ask my older grandkids questions a lot. What was your favorite thing about Poppy? What did you like at Christmas time that Poppy would do? What did what was the most important thing to you? And those kind of things. I've gotten some really cute but surprising answers mm-hmm. sometimes. But I have grieved that a lot that they won't have because Dennis Brown was the finest person I have ever known. Mm-hmm. And I knew him better than anyone <laughs> knew him. And there's just so many things that I wanted him to be able to share with our grown adult children and our grandchildren that now is not there. And I try my best to remember that, you know, well, this is what I think dad would have wanted. And this is what I think poppy would have wanted. But I do grieve them not having that. And I know this is pre-recorded, but today is actually the birthday of our, our first birthday of our youngest grandchild, who is named after Dennis. And Dennis never got to meet him. And I know our son Matthew grieves that every day, as well as the, the fact that I do too. And the little ones that won't remember him, that's very difficult, mm-hmm. very difficult because you can tell someone all day long about what kind of person someone was, but to know them, mm-hmm. it's just a whole different thing. It is. It's very, very different. So let's, um, let me ask you this, and you, you alluded to this. Sometimes people will say something like, well, it's been so long, and you know, for Dennis, it's been just three and a half years, right around that mark. And people may say, or, or think, maybe some people probably have said this, mm-hmm. and you know, Certainly other people think this about people with, with grief. Like, well, it's been so long, ex- fill in the blank, it's been a year, it's been two years. Shouldn't they be over it by now? Or shouldn't they have moved on? How do you respond to that? First, you're never over it. You can move in a different direction, but the direction you were headed in is gone for forever. That mm-hmm. is no, it no longer exists. You have to re-find yourself, your whole being. Um, Couples are one. And when one is gone, part of that couple is gone. And so there's not a thought, there's not a, a morning I wake up, a night that I go to bed, that I don't think of Dennis. I mean, he was, we were just together. And I, I think of him every day, all day. But I can't just sit and not and just not live. Mm. First of all, Dennis would not have been happy about that. <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> he would not have been happy. But I, you have to move on in a different way. Mm-hmm. So for someone to say, "Well, just move on," you don't really move on. You move forward. Mm-hmm. You choose to move forward, but you have to redefine every part of your life. And sometimes you don't know what that is or what the next day is going to look like. You just know that God is with you and he wants you here because you're here. So you face that day with him. I love what you just said. You don't move on, you move forward. Yeah. And that's, that's a great picture of what it, because this is with you, but you move forward in it and uh, you don't just get over it. No, (laughs) no. That's a good word. So um, before we talk about specifics to this time of year, just could you just share maybe just some encouragement of how God has met you? I mean, this could be a long conversation, but how has God met you in your grief? 
Um, I think a lot of how when my children are grieving something or are unhappy or are tearful or whatever, how I long to comfort them. And so I have pictured God as my father just comforting me. And times when he knows when I'm, sometimes I can just scream, you know, sometimes I can just cry. I remember a specific instance. I was instance I was um, driving a month maybe after Dennis was gone, and um, I don't know, remember the name of the song, Justin. Uh, when I wake up in the land of glory, um, with the saints, I will yes, tell my story. I wake up in the land of glory. Yeah. Anyway, so that song came on, and I literally just beat the steering wheel and said, "I did not want you to wake up in the land of glory. I wanted you to wake up with me mm-hmm. because when we were in the hospital, that's what I wanted." But and then the split second later, the thought was. But that's where he wanted to wake up, you know. And so I think of that, and I would just, and I would tell God, you know, whatever. I I, I still, many times a day, say, God, I just miss him so much. But the peace and the hope, if we could, if we ever want to know what peace that passes understanding is, Mm -hmm. when you go through something like what I went through with Dennis, you still have that peace. You're aching. Your heart is breaking. And you just really want to die. Mm-hmm. You just want to die. But you have a peace and you know, I didn't die. So God does have a plan for me. There are days I still think, okay, God, I really don't know what your plan for me by myself is. But you just put one foot in front of the next and you just lean on him and you know that he loves you. You know that he loves you. Yeah, that's just good truth right there. Like he, he, you know, you go to what you know. Mm-hmm. We can't, we can't trust how we feel. No, but we can trust no. what we know. We can trust what we know, <laughs> and what we know changes how we feel. It doesn't take away grief, but it speaks to that grief. It sure. speaks to that hurt. So let's talk about this time of year. Uh, expectations. We have great expectations. We talked about that last week in, in our in the podcast, but. Um, with grief and this heightened grief at this time of year, what advice would you give to someone who maybe this is their first season of, of the holidays without someone they loved or, mm-hmm. or it's the second and it's still just as fresh? What what would you say this is this is helpful? This is good. Something good that was helped me this time. Well, one thing. As a family, we tried to carry on our traditions that we had always carried on. Um, the first year, I gave all of my children, well, many, I almost do every year, but the first year especially, gifts that I knew were something special between them and their dad or their poppy. Um, I think we just have to make new traditions while keeping that person in the midst of them, because they're in the midst of what we do, whether we want to say they are or not. Uh, we don't gather ever as our family without Dennis being there. From It's something just as, as saying our uh, blessing before our meals. Mm-hmm. Dennis always prayed. And so when we pray, when we gather to pray, I still hear his voice. You know, which, by the way, I miss greatly is hearing him pray. I really <laughs> miss hearing him pray. But I think you have to make 
you can make new traditions, but they're always for us. I don't know about other people, but for us, they are always include hymns. You know, it's something else that someone said to me. I never thought of um, when it, when it's your spouse. That's your person. That's the person that gives you gifts or takes care of you. And someone said to me a couple of years ago, go buy yourself something for Christmas from Dennis. Yeah. That's a good thing. And I do. And yeah. it's, it's you know, and maybe something very simple, but it's usually something I want. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, it might be, what, he would have known it, what yeah, you wanted. It doesn't it matter how simple it is, but it might be something I really want. Yeah. And so I go and get it, and it's from Dennis. Yeah. And I, I know that Dennis would have loved that because he was very much about, what do you want, sweetie? Mm. That would be what he would say. Yeah. So that's sweet. I think what you said is good. Like it's 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 remembering and it goes back to you're not moving on, you're moving forward. And so you're keeping like there's no way you can gather together as a family and not feel his absence and presence. True. Because you know, and it's that so we're gonna do this and we're gonna remember and, and that ultimately, you know, grief, even in those happy times, that that grief is sometimes it then it turns, I think, into a gratitude. Like, yes, God, we we are so full mm-hmm. because of your faithfulness, mm-hmm. and we're sad. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> right. change the fact that we're sad, right? But we're also just so thankful yes. in this, and and that's hard because you sometimes you just like, but I just want to be sad. <laughs> and you know, though you said that about being so thankful, and you know, Justin, one thing this has shown me over and over and over is I am every day thankful for the marriage that I had with Dennis. Mm. I mean, I just adored him. He adored me. I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for the memories we had together. I'm so thankful for the children and the grandchildren and and the life that we built. For this church family, uh, they're family, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know where God's going to lead me. I don't know where he'll lead me in a year, in five years or 10 years. But right now, I've had no leadership to move anywhere else. And this these people have loved me. Mm-hmm. And that means the world. But I'm just very, very thankful for every memory of Dennis. Even if I remember a, a little argument, which I really can't remember. What? It's, you guys argued? You know what's crazy <laughs> is in grief— I just remember all the the really good, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I'm sure we did, you know. But it's just <laughs> it was it's just really fun to remember the funny things, you yeah. know, and the fun stuff and the great memories and those things. Well, we we all know someone who is grieving in some way. What what are some helpful things that people have done for you or done to you that said to you or just acts that they've shown that have really ministered to you or been helpful for you, uh, even if it was just a a thought or if it was something that even helped you in in the grieving process? Okay. Um, First of all, when people remember things that Dennis has said or done and they mention that, I love that because I know I live with Dennis's memory every day, but it makes me feel good to know that others live with his memory every day or think of something that he did or said. Um, So I love that. And from time to time, people will just shoot me a text that says, hey, I thought about Dennis today from so-and-so. 
that really gives me a lot of comfort. Um, remembering their birthdays and things like that, that's very important, or, or even my own birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, those kind of things. And, and not remembering with gifts and things, but remembering with a little word or a, or a text or a phone call or mm-hmm. whatever. Those kind of little remembrances uh, really mean a lot. And then things like... Um, there have been a few couples in this church that have really come alongside truly. Um, I have one that invites me over. I'm, I'm with them almost once a week. We have dinner together and watch a show together or something because I still feel like a couple. Yeah. I don't feel like a single person. I feel like a, a, a st- I'm still married. My husband just living somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's important. I've had a, a Two or three others that do just great things for me. I've got a couple that's my backdoor neighbors that they take care of me all the time. Um, some that will call at different occasions and say, hey, do you need some help pulling that Christmas stuff out of the attic? Or, hey, we've got a hurricane brewing. Can I come help you move your furniture in off the deck or whatever? Those kind of things really mean a lot. So it's really good when these people just say, hey, we want to come help you do that because we know that you Probably you're going to try to do it yourself. That's really been helpful, those kind of things. But I think most of all, just little remembrances, uh, you know. And we were talking about December and this time of year. Well, Dennis's birthday was December 1st. Our anniversary was Christmas Eve. We had a daughter born in December. Now we've got two grandchildren and a daughter-in-law who have December birthdays. So there's so much wrapped up in December Aside from the fact that you've got Christmas, where we have so many memories tied to mm-hmm. to Dennis, so just little things that people can just shoot a text or something never has to be monetary things. Just mm-hmm. knowing someone is there for you right. and that they they understand mm-hmm. that you still are without your mate. Yeah, and it's like you said, you're just you're moving forward, and and that's and really that's what family does. Yes. You know, we we support each other and I think sometimes people hesitate to say something because they're like, "Well, I don't want to upset." I think just share it. Yes. <laughs> you know, if it makes if it if if you're having a bad day that day, it could it could trigger you to lose it and but I think ultimately isn't that okay because you know, he's remembered and and people are acknowledging it and you know, that's that's just life. Yes, <laughs> it's the new it normal is. of, of it life. Is. Uh-huh. And, and it is. Uh huh. And I know for me it does. I don't. I know there are other people that handle grief differently, but I really love it when someone says, "Hey, I thought about Dennis, or this about Dennis, or that about Dennis," because you sometimes feel like I'm still grieving, but other people have moved on, yeah. and they have, and they should. But it's still it's still nice to know. But he meant this to them at this particular time in their life. You know? Yeah, it's that you're all. I know for a while it's, it's it's very poignant right after the loss, but then it still hits you that you realize like my life has changed and everyone else gets to go on like normal for them, and you in some ways you feel left behind, True. And, and because mm-hmm. you're like everybody else, and I and, and even though you know like you cerebrally you can know like I know this, but it still doesn't change the feeling that like yeah. that everybody's just moving on and I'm you, you feel stuck in a certain way true that's very you know, true and that's how mm-hmm. God meets us in those moments and yes his grace is sufficient but it's still just hard it is I think um you know I think you alluded to this but sometimes it's just someone saying I know this is hard yes <laughs> and we love you 
which you have done on many occasions, <laughs> well, Justin. And I really appreciate. Well, I, I, I really appreciate. It's God's grace because I forget a lot of things. Christy <laughs> could tell you that, but you know, it's just I think a lot of times we just need to acknowledge to each other, like, "Hey, this is hard. Right. We're gonna get through it, and we're gonna do this." And if you need to, I say this to people all that I found. I think I don't know if this is a Niceville thing, or if this is a <laughs> church thing here, but I've had more people here apologize and you don't do this, but people apologize for crying. They're like, I don't know why I'm, I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> like, that is a normal human emotion and you don't need to bottle it up. In fact, it's worse. It <laughs> is. Try to swallow it all mm-hmm. and deal with it. And I think, you know, we just, we have to acknowledge this or, Hey, this is hard. Yes. And this is, you know, when we, when we are, the scriptures tell us we bear one another's burdens. Yes. This is one of those burdens that we bear with each other. You know, I, I don't know what it's like to lose a spouse, but I do know what it's like to have grief. And it's a different grief, but I know, I'm familiar with the emotions. And I can say, hey, I know this is hard. And I, and I really can't imagine how hard this is, but I just, I know it's hard. We're here. Well, you know, um, I think sometimes I want people to know that I'm okay. But I think sometimes, too, people do need to know we're not necessarily always okay, but we always are at peace with Christ. We always know that God loves us, that He not, has not forsaken us, that He has wrapped His arms around us. Because I don't, I would never want to give the impression, well, I've just got, got this. <laughs> I'm you know? good with this. Yeah. God's got this, and I'm good with this, and this is all okay. But that He's there for us when, we, when we're not okay, yeah. when we're just not okay, right. when we can't even think about putting one foot off the, onto the floor in the morning, mm-hmm. that He's still with us. Yeah, He is with us. That's the hope of Christmas, Emmanuel, yes. God with us. And we'll wrap it up by saying this. This is First Thessalonians. And um, Paul writes, he says that we don't want you to be un- uninformed, chapter 4, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who fall asleep. I think that's yes. that's how. That's how. You know, it's it's not willpower. Mm-hmm. It's not just, you know, yes, you do have to decide. Yes, you do have to, like, God, I'm going I'm, I'm to trust you, but this is why we can. Yes. Because we have the hope of the gospel. We have the hope that Christ is Emmanuel, God with us, that he came, he lived, he died, he rose again, and he will return. And so his word says that we will, we will be reunited. Yes. And, you know, you, you have this promise that you will see Dennis again, and it will be... It's hard to comprehend this, but it'll be even a better than yes. it was here on earth. Yes. Uh, and you know, what a beautiful <clears throat> picture of the redeeming power and grace of, of God. And, you know, just say this, if you are someone, if you're experiencing grief, um, the, the worst thing you can do is try to do this on your own. Yes. And so we're here, reach out to someone. Um, you can... Send a message just to the church on Bayshore.org. You, we, we can talk. We can. Uh, Leah would be happy to talk to you. Someone we yes. want. You don't need to bear this burden alone. And uh, so, if that's you, just um, invite people in to share that burden with you. Uh, we want to be so sensitive to that, and and ultimately know that 
our hope is Jesus. Yes. Jesus, he is the reason that you can talk about this mm-hmm. on this podcast today and and still remain hope-filled. Yes. Um, he is it. So thank you uh, for joining us for this. Um, we're just thankful you've, you've spent the time uh, listening. Uh, Leah, I want to say thank you to you because this, I know it's, it's not easy. <laughs> um, and I just want to say thank you uh, for sharing now, but also just sharing uh, your life. Um, you know, I know that so many people um, in this church, in this community, you know, there's a, there's a debt of gratitude that we owe to Dennis and to you. I know Dennis was the one up front often (laughs) (laughs) leading or in meetings or, you know, in the community, the chamber, but you, he would not, and he would say this, um, he wouldn't, could not have done any of it without you. And so it's just an acknowledgement to, to your, uh, your grace, the great grace of God in and through you. Uh, And I would say in in my position here in this church, uh, I could just say that this church um, is indebted to, to you and how you have just given so much. And, uh, you know, you have been number one supporter <laughs> for me and for Christy and can't say enough how thankful I am for you. Well, and uh, we're, I'm thankful that you're here, Justin, and, and that your heart is so... Um, so in tune with what God wants and that you care for people. Uh, I know that if there was one thing I could say for Dennis, it's Dennis loved God and he loved people. And if there's one thing I can see in you is that you love God and you love people. And so very humbling to say, so I appreciate that. And, and again, we just, um, just thank you so much for spending this time with us. Uh, Join us next week as we continue the conversation about holidays and weariness. And we talk about the weariness that comes from busyness. And uh, we, you know, maybe we're a little less busy in 2020. But what I've found is that we just became less busy with some things and most people just replaced them with other things. People are still just as stressed and just as busy. And so we're going to talk about how to really make space uh, and margin in our schedules and time, uh, take intentional steps to, to not miss out on what God has in store. So thank you so much for joining us. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a beat.